0: Welcome back, especially to those of y'all on the coast just getting your power turned back on after the hurricane. We haven't forgotten about you, and I really appreciate you haven't forgotten about us. Let's get to it. We have some of the economic impact of Hurricane Sally, where our senators stand on the Supreme Court issue, and oh, good, obesity stats are out. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. Obviously, Hurricane Sally is going to take a toll on Alabama's economy, especially the coastal Alabama industries that are being directly affected. There are three areas where impacts are already evident, reports AL.com's John Sharp. First, this year's cotton crop. Brian Harden of the Alabama Farmers Federation said they could have been looking at one of Alabama's best crops ever. But with just a few weeks to go until harvest time, Sally came along and with its wind tore up cotton plants and with its wind and rain likely damaged or ruined many of the bowls that were already opening up. Hardin said they won't know exactly how much damage was done until after the harvest, but he expects that what should have been a bumper crop to be average at best. Another area clearly affected is also agricultural, and that's pecan production in lower Alabama. Now don't look at me like that. I say pecan the right way. Most people get either the first half or the second half of that word wrong. But anyway, the hit to pecan farmers is going to be more long-term. It can take a decade or more for a pecan tree to start pumping out its maximum number of nuts. And there are a lot of pecan trees uprooted now after Sally. Hardin said that on the less negative side, most of the corn's been harvested and the soybeans have time to recover still depending on what the weather does from here on out. I feel like Gene Reagan talking about this stuff. The other sector John reported on was the obvious one, tourism. We're about six months removed from when the state shut down the Alabama beaches for more than a month out of COVID-19 concerns. And here we are now shutting them down again until September 27th. Now, this isn't typically a strong month for the beaches anyway, but coupled with the COVID shutdown and canceled festivals, You're wanting to shore up your bottom line as much as you can as the weather cools off. Officials say they're worried about charter boat fishermen with not only tourist cancellations, but tore up marinas and boats that washed up onto land. One thing that happened during the hurricane was that hotels saw high occupancy rates during Hurricane Sally. Many people evacuated to hotels, among them, ironically, people from the Mississippi coast who thought they were going to be hit directly by Sally and ended up renting a room right in the storm's eventual path. In the debate over whether President Trump ought to appoint a Supreme Court justice to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg and whether the Senate ought to vote to confirm, Alabama's two sitting senators have weighed in over what they think, reports AL.com's Paul Gaddis. Now don't spit out your coffee in shock. But Republican Richard Shelby is in favor of moving forward with the confirmation and Democrat Doug Jones believes everybody should wait to see who wins the coming presidential election before anyone is appointed. Jones, of course, is running to keep his seat against the GOP's Tommy Tuberville. Those two tossed darts at each other Monday, with Jones saying that Tuberville would be a rubber stamp for whomever Trump nominates in the event that he held the seat during a vote. And Tuberville said Jones would simply follow his party in opposing a nomination. And both of them may actually be right. That would have to be a record for political campaign accuracy. Now, Jones called the GOP's desire to confirm sooner rather than later a pure political power play, which I guess is how you would describe everything that has ever happened in government. But you get what he means. We continue to grow more obese in this country generally, and in Alabama specifically, according to a Tribune Media Services report off updated CDC data. As recently as 2017, six states had an adult obesity rate of at least 35%, six states. Now it's 12 states, and the Yellowhammer state is right there among them with an obesity rate of 36.1%. We know the causes, the fact that we spend more and more time sitting and staring at our computers and our phones, all that good stuff. We're at a disadvantage here in the South because our food is so much better than everyone else's. Well, this summer, researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, took a look at data from smartphone fitness trackers and found a 5.5% global decrease in daily steps people were taking 10 days after the coronavirus pandemic was declared. And after 30 days, average daily steps had fallen 27.3%. So COVID-19 is not doing us any favors. Here's a challenge we ought to have for ourselves. The stats show that this stuff changes every year. Personally, a year from now, you and I are going to be in better shape or worse shape than we are right now. It's highly unlikely we'll be exactly the same. We get to decide right now which direction to go in. Thank you all for listening. No, I'm not applying for Susan Powder's old job. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you can on the World Wide Web at AL.com.